Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hey, welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Sahiba, and today we're going to have a great time talking about Men in Black International, Toy Story 4, Secret Life of Pets 2, and Dark Phoenix. First, let's start talking with Will and Celine about Men in Black International. Welcome to the show, guys. Hi, thank you for having inviting me. Of course, I'm so excited to talk to you guys. I am a huge fan of Men in Black, so I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. So, Will, let's start with you. What did you think about Men in Black International? I thought it was awesome, and it was probably actually better than the first three, but you didn't really need to see the first three to understand it. Wow, that is really cool that it's better. That is amazing. Um, and Celine, what is happening in, this time in the Men in Black universe? Well, this time there are a few new characters. Like, there's Molly. There's Agent H. And there's a few other ones. Awesome. And so what is, like, what are they facing? Is there, like, a big alien issue like the first three? Yes, there's a major one. Except this time, the aliens are bigger and they're more harder to defeat. Oh, no. Sounds intense. Um, so, Will, if so you've seen the originals, right? Yeah. What did you think? Like, how do they compare? I know you said that you thought this one was better, but, like, why do you think it was better? Well, it's newer, so the special effects are better than the old ones, but um, I think that the aliens are also, like, kind of more fun to watch, and they're really creepy, unlike the other ones. Okay, cool. And how about you, Celine? How would you compare it to the originals? Well... There was new location. There was Paris, London, Italy, and Naples. But I do wish that there were a few more funky aliens because there weren't as much as the first and the second one and the third one. Okay, I see, I see. And um, so, Will, what did you think about the characters? Um, there's Chris Hemsworth now and Tessa Thompson. Did they have um, as good of as good of a chemistry as the original characters did? Um, I think it was good. They referred to the first three movies a few times, like the building from the first three, they walked into there, and she was in New York originally, but then she got sent to the London location, and then, um, the person in charge's office, there was actually a painting of, um, the first Agent J and... Agents, oh, I forgot his name. Oh, that's a, yeah, Agent K. Well, that's really interesting. I love it when they have um, Easter eggs in movies. That always makes me happy. Um, but Celine, what did you think about um, the sets and the costume design? They were so cool. They made them look so much more realistic, and the special effects are they're so cool and they're almost as important as any character in the movie. Wow, that's awesome. Do you think they were um, a lot cooler, like you said, than the original movies as well? Yeah, and they had more details and you could you could almost like vision it happening. Oh, awesome. And um, well, was there anything that you thought could have been improved or changed to make um, this film better? Um, I don't know. Maybe they could have had Agent J and Agent K in this one, like, very briefly. Because at the beginning of the movie, I was actually confused on where they were and wh what was happening. Okay, yeah, that would be a really cool thing to include. Um, Celine, what did... 
do you think, what were your thoughts on the um, special effects and the visuals? Well, they were very fast paced throughout the movie. And I love the motorcycles. They were so cool. It's like, it's almost like you're in the future. Oh, the high with the long, big arms and the way it looks, the tentacles and everything, all the little details on it. Oh, wow. Can you tell me a little more, more about these motorcycles? Or is it like um, Men in Black issued? It's like a hovercraft motorcycle. Really? And it can go like up in the air and go down and go on water. It was super cool. Wow, this sounds like an incredibly fun film. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Men in Black International, Toy Story 4, Secret Life of Pets 2, and Dark Phoenix. And right now I'm going to continue talking with Will and Celine about Men in Black International. So Celine, you were just telling me about the cool special effects and motorcycles. Um, and Will, can you tell me about the action scenes and what you thought of them? Um... I think that the special effects made them look really realistic to me, and I'm not really sure. I mean, they did great on the special effects and the action scenes. Wonderful. And so, Celine, what did you think about the acting? I mean, there's um, Liam Neeson, Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson. It was super good. It was 10 out of 10 for me. And I also, like, love the woman empowerment in this movie. Oh, cool. Can you tell me a little bit more about this woman empowerment? It really showed Agent M and Agent O, and they're beautiful, and they're smarts and brains. Awesome. I always love to see that in movies, and we're seeing it a lot more, which is pretty, pretty cool. And so, Will, did you have a favorite character? There's a lot more um, aliens, as you guys told me, and seems to be a lot of fun people in this film as well. Um, I think my favorite character was actually Agent H. Cool. And why is he your favorite? I mean, he's funny. He's really funny, his character. And I just like his personality awesome and um celine who was your favorite character my favorite character would have to be pawnee his snarky and the humor adds so much hilarity to the movie nice and who is this character is it an alien or is it um a men in black official it's an alien and it's a miniature one it's very tiny but super cute oh and so um well, did you have a favorite alien? Um, my favorite alien would be Steve, a.k.a. Pawnee. Oh, wonderful. And so, um, Will, was there anything that stood out to you about this film that was really special or really unique? I think it was cool how they kept the red button in the vehicles and how it would um, put them into hyperdrive. Oh, did they go into hyperdrive a lot in the movie? Were those, like, some of your favorite parts? Yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite parts. Nice. And, Celine, what about you? Was there anything that stood out to you specifically? Yes, definitely the villain, the villains. The aliens were so cool. They could melt stuff, break stuff. They could turn things into. It'd be, it was so cool. Whoa, that sounds scary. What, how did the villain do? Did you really like um, their character and the acting of the villain? Well, they were they were really good and they were cool. And the special effects on them, how they glowed and they could change into any form of a human was really cool. Ooh, that sounds really, really cool for a villain. Um, Will, so what did you think about the ending? Did you like it, or do you think there was something more they could have done? I think the animation and special effects were great at the very end. And, and they definitely showed a lot of famous places that they went. 
Oh, that's interesting. Um, do you think that it could turn into um, how the sequels were? Like, um, do you think it's gonna have like two more movies made after it? Um, there might be some sequels with the same characters because there were sequels with this, so it might be like Star Wars type. Yeah, that would be really interesting if that happened. And um, so finally, Celine, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? Definitely four and a half out of five stars. And I recommend it from 10 to 18, but adults will enjoy it as well. But I give it for those specific ages because there is scenes with violence and profanity and some scenes that are not appropriate for your children. Okay, uh, and um, so, Will, what about you? What would you say the age range and star rating would be? Um, I give this film five out of five stars, and I would put the age range at 12 to 18, and adults that like men black movies would like it too. Wonderful. Well, it's been so much fun to talk to you guys about Men in Black International, and thank you so, so much for talking about it with me. You're very welcome. Of course. So be sure to check out Men in Black International in theaters today. For more, our critics told us it sounds so cool and so like so much fun, and I know I'm going to check it out. So let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama's Best Summer Ever. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm sahiba and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we just finished talking about men in black international and next we'll be talking with zoe and natalia about toy story 4 welcome to the show guys thank you so much for having me of course, I'm so excited to talk to you guys. So, Zoe, can you tell me what's going on in this Toy Story? So, the story is basically about a little girl named Bonnie who gets all of Andy's toys because Andy pretty much goes to the university, which I think you can kind of see that a little bit in Toy Story 3. But um, Bonnie loves all of her toys, and Woody used to be the favorite with Andy, but she doesn't really like Woody. Well, I don't know if she likes him or not, but she doesn't really play with Woody a lot. But, so basically, it comes to Bonnie's first day of kindergarten, and she gets super sad. So Woody thinks it's his mission to make Bonnie happy. So he helps her create a toy named Forky, and from there you go, like, to this 
amazing like adventure to try to like help Forky like be a good toy to Bonnie. Oh, that sounds like a really cute story. Oh, I just watched this film and I gotta say I loved it. Um, but I can't wait to hear what you guys think too. So, um, Natalia, how did watching this film make you feel? Well, I was very excited when I heard the toys are back on the big screen with an all-new adventure in Toy Story 4. And just, it kind of reminded me of my first day of kindergarten because they kind of celebrate that in the film. And it kind of made me feel, not in a certain very, kind of made me feel like I was back in my younger years. I mean, I know that I'm not that older. I'm barely just 10. But it made me feel like I was little again because... I can I can relate so much to Bonnie, and it just felt like I was back in her world. Well, that's wonderful to hear. Um, and Zoe, so compared to the other Toy Story films, how do you how would you compare this one? Was it better? Do you think? Well, one thing that I definitely noticed was like a huge improvement in animation because. I've noticed lately, like, animation has just improved so much. And the last Toy Story, I saw it when I was two years old. So, like, I definitely saw an improvement in that. And I also loved that. So, most Toy Stories are kind of, like, revolved around, like, Andy and, like, his life. But here's, like, more of Bonnie. And, like, there's new toys and new characters that, I like, I love, like, Gabby Gabby. And the more, you like, you know about them, like, the more you want to find out. Yeah, for sure. It was... The characters in this film were really good. Um, and so, Natalie, what did you think of um, all these new characters we meet and their development, including the old ones as well? Well, since the veteran characters had came along and some new characters that have been introduced, just like she said, Gabby Gabby, and we have Forky, and so many more, I feel that they've worked great. They worked great together on set and off set. You know, I had, of course, I had the chance to watch this film a little earlier than other fans, including many others that are not fans of Toy Story 4 and all the other previous Toy Stories. I just felt like they kind of, it kind of gave me suspense when I figured out, wow, this is the fourth Toy Story. Is there going to keep on going on? Because that's a lot of, that's a big number four for, for a film, definitely. So when new characters came and introduced um, to this film, it kind of gave me, it laid off that suspense on my on my shoulders because it, I realized that if there's new characters, the film has to keep on going on. So I think it worked very good. Yeah, for sure. I loved meeting um, these new characters. And um, yeah, I totally agree with everything you just said. And um, so Zoe, what did you think of um, Gabby Gabby, the antagonist? Can you tell me a little bit more about her and um, the voice acting behind the character? Gabby Gabby, she's just so interesting because... So at the beginning, I kind of had, like, a bad vibe with her. Like, I kind of felt like she was going to be, like, an evil character. Because, like, in most films, like, she's acting, like, she, like, acts nice. And then she kind of goes to, like, that rude character because she wants Woody's, um, I don't want to spoil too much. But as the film progressed, I noticed a change. And then you just find out so much more. And I was like, wow, you really can't just, like, judge people by, like, their actions at first and I thought the voice acting for Gabby Gabby is, like, I loved it. And I felt like the person who, like, did her voice was very, like, she, it actually made it feel like Gabby Gabby was alive. And I felt like the voice acting as well, it just, like, I feel like it, like, fit perfectly for Gabby Gabby. Yeah, for sure. Gabby Gabby was a really interesting character at the beginning. Like you said, I was like, she seemed nice, but then she was like me, but then she was okay. And then, yeah, she was very complex and I loved her character too. If you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions, today we're talking about Men in Black International, Toy Story 4, Secret Life of Pets 2, and Dark Phoenix. And right now I'm going to continue talking with Zoe and Natalia about Toy Story 4. So Zoe, you were just telling me about um, our bad guy and antagonist um, Gabby Gabby and how complex of a character she is. Uh, but Natalia, did you have um, a favorite character? 
Um, I think in all films I have a favorite character, but I definitely had a favorite character in Toy Story 4, which was undeniably Forky, because he brings excitement and laughter to the film. I know that I was laughing at the edge of my seat while watching this film, and I loved how Forky creates a plan and fails in a hilarious way, because Woody comes and saves the day for Bonnie, and I don't want to spoil the film too much, because I know it's, like, a lot of people are still waiting for it. But, you know, he tries to escape because he feels some sort of way, which I'm not going to explain what causes that feeling or why he feels that way. But Woody always comes and saves the day for Bonnie because he knows it's best for her. And if I could give Forky two character traits, it would be, oh, outrageous and very funny. Yeah, I love Forky, too. He was such a good character. Like, I haven't met someone like him in a while through the movies. And so, yeah, I totally agree. Um, So, Zoe, did you notice any of those Disney Easter eggs that usually pop up in their films, like references to previous movies or references to new movies? I did not. Yeah, I know. They're hard to find. I was just curious, though, because um, if I watch the film again, I want to try to look for those. But, um, Natalia, um, did you know there's any of the Easter eggs by chance? You know what? I didn't. And I think I kind of had a feeling they would be in there because I've seen a bunch of YouTube videos where it, it kind of has the title, 20 things you didn't notice in Disney films and I just click on it and immediately it's so easy and clear out there but you can never spot them and I feel like if I I felt like I enjoyed the movie so much that wasn't really like my main focus but if I can rewatch when I rewatch the film I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for that yeah for sure um and so so what did you think about the um animation i remember you guys telling me how um it's a big step up from the previous ones could you elaborate a little more yeah i just feel like before um the animation like there wasn't as much as technology as we have now so i definitely feel like uh the of all the time that they had to like recreate Toy Story 4, because I remember seeing Toy Story when I was three, so they had like a lot of time to make it. The I feel like if they didn't improve on the animation, then it kind of would have like not made me like as happy as I am with the film, because we I see so many films now like The Secret Life of Pets. I did notice the animation was very good, or The Grinch. I saw that and I liked the animation as well. And I definitely felt like in this film it was probably like as good as other animated film that, films that I've seen in the past. Yeah, um, and so Natalia, what did you jo- enjoy in, most about the film? Well, I think not only the man- animation was my favorite, but I had a specific favorite scene in the film, and it definitely was when Woody encounters Bo Peep after a long time. I'm not gonna, I don't wanna spoil too much as I said before, but he introduces himself to some of her new friends, and when he tries to give her a hug and just kind of be so happy, he tried to not only give her a hug, but just try to squeal her as tight because he was so excited. A motorized car skunk comes through with Bo Peep's sheep controlling the car, and I was just so surprised, and Woody was definitely, his reaction was priceless, his eyebrows were up and his eyes were open, and I think that his sandbox went off automatically because he was so scared (laughs) yes i totally agree that was a really funny part um and so zoe do you think that there will be another toy story or did this seem like a fitting end to the franchise um i honestly don't know i like i remember thinking that when i was inside the movie theater because the way that the story ends it kind of makes you feel like there isn't going to be another one but as um, but as she said that also, if there's new characters, then there's probably going to be another one. So I feel like they could definitely make another one, and it would just it would perfectly fit in. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and so finally, Zoe, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? I would definitely give this a five out of five stars. I love this film. And I would probably recommend it for ages 4 or 3 to 10. And adults as well. Wonderful. And how about you, Natalia? Mm, I believe I would recommend this film 
for ages 5 to 16, as well as adults. And I'd give this film a 5 out of 5 stars. And just to let other people know that this does have some dangerous things that younger kids especially will try to imitate, such as, like, breaking into a store during closed hours, um, popping tires, and jumping out of a moving vehicle. But definitely, I love this film. I mean, at first I was a little shaky about it because I haven't seen Toy Story in a long time. And then my mother, she came along with me. She was super excited. I mean, I've never seen her excited to see a kid's film before because she's so intrigued by her own age-rated films and shows and TV series as well. And so she got so excited. I was like, okay, this has to be good because my mom's a very picker picky person when it comes to watching movies and she was just laughing the whole time and I agreed with her I mean it was awesome so definitely a five out of five stars amazing it's been so so much fun to talk to you guys thank you so much for being here with us today thank you thank you of course and so be sure to check out Toy Story 4 in theaters today let's take a break I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama's Best Summer Ever. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C. and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Men in Black International and Toy Story 4 and next I'm going to be talking with Celine about Secret Life of Pets 2. Welcome back, Celine. Hi. Hi, so can you tell me what's happening now in the world of Secret Life of Pets? Well, this time, Katie got married, and they had a son named Liam. But at first, Max, he didn't really like having him around because he was constantly bugging him. But then they started to bond and they started to become friends. And then Max started to really look out for Liam and started to trust Liam and started to like Liam. That's so sweet. Yeah, I love Secret Life of Pets and um, it's a really cute movie. So I can't wait to um, hear what you have to tell me. Um, So we do meet several new characters in this film, right? What did you think of them? They were amazing and they were super good. I'm so happy they were added to the film. Wonderful. Did you have a favorite one? Yes. My favorite character who was added to the film was definitely Rooster. And why would, was Rooster your favorite? 
Because Rooster was like the protector of the farm. He would protect, and he taught Matt how to be brave again. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and so, what were your thoughts on the animation? Definitely a step up. They were way better than the first movie, and it was so good. Awesome. Uh, what parts of it did you think were better than the first movie? <clears throat> Definitely when I came to the farm, because that basically told the whole story of the movie, and when they rescued the tiger from the circus owner. Oh, wow. They, what happens then? That sounds so interesting. Well, a new dog named Daisy, he was on a plane, and as you know, Snowball from the previous movie, this first movie, this time he's a superhero. Oh, wow. That's so cute. So, um, what did you think about the voice acting, like a bunny and the other characters? It was super good, like amazing, way better. My favorite character is probably Snowball. Wonderful, and um, can you elaborate a little bit more on the voice acting and why you think it was so great? Cause you could definitely like, you could hear their emotion better and it changed a lot of things. Nice, yeah, emotion always, it makes such a huge difference, especially in animated movies. And so, um, Celine, how did you, how would you compare this to the first movie? Which one did you like better? The second movie, 100%. How, and how come? The comedy was way better. I was, like, laughing throughout the film. Awesome. And what were, like, the differences in comedies that you um, felt between the two movies? Well, the characters definitely added more comedy to the movie. Cool. So, like, you liked the new addition of all the characters, and that really helped things? Yes, for sure. Awesome. And so, if there was one reason that um, me and my, our listeners should see this film, what do you think it should be? Hmm. Well, there are many reasons, because the film was so great. Awesome. What are some of those reasons? Just give me a few. Well, the meaning of the film, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, the meaning of the film, it always makes a huge impact on whether the movie's good or not. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Men in Black International, Toy Story 4, Secret Life of Pets 2, and Dark Phoenix. And right now I'm going to continue talking with Celine about Secret Life of Pets 2. So Celine, you were just telling me how the message is one of the main reasons that me and our listeners should go watch this film. So can you tell me a little bit about the messages in the film? The message of the film is like definitely to be brave and embrace change because Max worries like so much about the changes a baby will bring like to his family, but he learns to love Liam in the end and becomes his best friend. Oh, that's so sweet. That's a wonderful message. And so what did you think about the villain of this story? Hmm. Well, there really wasn't a villain. But the circus guy was necessarily a villain. Okay, I see. And so, um, how um, did you like the circus villain? No, he was so cruel to the tiger. He would whip the tiger and have him on. Would do, he wouldn't let him do what he wants and roam free. And he would come after and hurt all the little dogs and animals. And then he would have wolves attack everyone. Oh no, he sounds horrible. Oh no. Um, but did you have your? So you're telling me that some of the um, animals go to the farm, and um, some are dealing with the circus animal. Did you have like a favorite storyline between the two? Uh, definitely. I probably liked the circus one better because it was hilarious. But I also like the other storyline because in this movie chloe has to teach gidget how to become a cat oh wow <laughs> that's so funny and so um is this like a third storyline that's sort of going on simultaneously yes because actually 
Max had to leave to a farm. So Max asks Gidget to watch his new ball. Oh. Baby. And then Gidget accidentally loses the ball into a cat-filled apartment. Oh, no. <laughs> that doesn't sound quite good. So the only way to get it back is to become a cat. So she asks Chloe for help. Uh-huh, so that sounds really interesting, too. And so I'm just curious, do you have any pets? Yes, I actually have a dog. Oh, awesome. And um, could you relate to the film and sort of thinking about your the secret life of your dog? For sure, because I always wonder what he's doing at home. But his life isn't very secret because we have cameras in our house. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Um... So, what did you think about the voice acting in general? It was really good, and Max's voice is portrayed by Penn Oswalt, and Duke is, once again, performed by Eric Stone Street. Oh, wow. And um, so, could you elaborate a little bit more about what you thought? Well, I definitely thought the cast was very talented with all of the various vocal roles. And Brian Lynch definitely pulled it all together with amazing writing and humor for each character. Awesome. And so, um, what did you think about the characters? Did they have um, a lot of development throughout the film? Definitely. Max started when, 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 so Max started at the film afraid of children. And then we got Liam. He was so scared of him because Liam wouldn't leave him alone. And then they become friends. But then he started to get so stressed because he was worried that Liam would get hurt. So he had to go to the vet because he couldn't stop scratching and scratching. And in the end, he learned how to be brave because of Rooster. Awesome. I love movies with great character developments that also have really good messages. And so, um, what was something that um, really stood out to you, something that you really liked about this movie? Definitely Snowball. He would flip everywhere. He would make his point that he was a superhero. Awesome. And did you have a favorite scene in the movie with Snowball or without Snowball? Yes, definitely. When either, I have a few scenes. Definitely with Daisy was teaching Gidget how to be a cat. Or when Chloe's was waking up her owner. It was hilarious. Oh, I've seen that in the trailer. I love that so much. That's really, really funny. Um, and so how did watching this make you feel? Was there, um, you, obviously from what you're telling me, there's a lot of humor, but is there also like sadness and happiness? There is some sadness because you get you get scared for the tiger. Oh, yeah, of course you're telling me poor tiger. But um, did you like the ending? Did you like the way that things turned out? Yes, for sure. Huh? They, all, they all came together. Wonderful. And so, um, finally, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? Definitely. Hmm. Five out of five stars. Awesome. And what would you say, uh, what ages would you recommend it for? Three to 18, but adults will definitely enjoy it because we have evidence because of all the audience laughter. Wonderful. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, Celine. Thank you so much for being here with us today. You're very welcome. Yeah, and be sure to check out Secret Life of Pets 2 in theaters today. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama's Best Summer Ever. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm sahiba and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about men in black international toy story 4 secret life of pets 2 and next i'm going to be talking with will and ivy about dark phoenix welcome to the show guys thanks for having me of course. And so let's start with you, Will. Um, what is happening now in the X-Men world? Um, so I'm pretty sure this is set back in 1992. And right now they, so they go into a space mission to save a crew from a solar flare. But then Phoenix has to save everyone and the solar flare hits her, so she absorbs it. And then they pretty much party and then because she's alive. And then aliens come down and try to take it. Oh, wow. That sounds really intense. And so, Ivy, how did watching um, this make you feel? Was it really intense or was it okay? No, this was a really intense, action-packed film. I really enjoyed it. There were different plots, and the characters were well-developed along with their superpowers. Uh, I love Jean Grey. She was super incredible with the strength and the special powers. I just love the special effects in this science fiction movie. Wonderful. And, Will, could you elaborate on these special effects and how you liked them? Um, I thought that these special effects were incredible, especially my favorite special effect is when Quicksilver uses his superpower, and instead of it showing him speeding up, it shows everything else slowing down. Yes, that is, I love Quicksilver from the previous X-Men movie. He um, easily turned into one of my favorite superheroes, um, but Ivy... Uh, what are your thoughts on the makeup and the costume designs? The costume designs were super cool. I loved all the details that they put into them. And, like, one of my favorite parts was, like, when she got the fire flare in her eyes. And, like, the makeup, it's, you could see, like, the fire in her skin. And I thought that was super cool. Along with her hair floating and her eyes got really red. You could see all the fire. Cool. That sounds really crazy cool. Um, I would love to go and see that. So, um, Will, what did you think about the acting of the cast in this film? I thought the acting was great, especially with, I mean, so many main characters. All these X-Men, they're all main characters, and I just thought the acting was incredible. Wonderful. And could you a little uh, elaborate a little more on the acting and why you thought it was so wonderful? 
Um, I could just feel their emotions, and I could just tell what they're feeling, definitely. And they really fit in with their characters. I could believe that they were their characters. Oh, awesome. And um, so, Ivy, did you have a favorite um, X-Men or even another character as your favorite? Um, I actually like Jean Grey. The reason is, is because um, <laughs> she was super excellent for this role. She had really good, intense emotions and a fierce, competitive personality. Like, she was good and she was bad. But, like, you couldn't tell what her next move was. And I'm, like, super competitive and stuff myself. And, like, strong, I would say. And she, like, kind of resembled me a little bit as a superhero. So that's why I really could relate to her. And I just really liked her character. Ooh. Very cool. Um, you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Men in Black International, Toy Story 4, Secret Life of Pets 2, and I'm going to continue talking with Will and Ivy about Dark Phoenix. So Ivy, you are just telling me about how Dark Phoenix is such a well-developed character and is very cool. And Will, could you um, elaborate a little bit more on how her character is sort of uh, like, we know her as a hero, yet in this one, she's a bad guy, and how her sort of um, character arc plays out through the film. Um, I think that it was definitely a change in action for her to be the bad guy in this film. Yeah, no, I completely agree with what you said, just said. Yeah, it's um, a huge change in her character to be the bad guy. And so, um, well, can you tell me a little bit about um, what your favorite part was? I think my favorite part was when um, she was at the house and Quicksilver, and she, like, exploded the house and Quicksilver ran up the plywood and she just kind of, like, tossed him aside. Ooh, I love Quicksilver scenes. I know I just mentioned it, but I do. I love Quicksilver. Um, and, yeah, and so, Ivy, what about you? What was your favorite part? Well, I had more of a favorite scene than more or less a favorite part because it happened a couple times throughout this film. But my favorite scene is when, like, Jean Grey, like, turned, where she can't stop her Superpowers, they're just uncontrollably, uncontrollably strong and overpowering her with good and evil. And where she gets the fire flare in her eyes and her red hair begins to float. And she just, like, can't stop what she's doing. And you're waiting for that moment. What happens next? That's, like, really my favorite part because it happens several times throughout the film, like I said. So you just, like, on the tip of your seat. Whereas, like, is she going to do something bad? Is she going to do something good? What's really going to happen? So that was more or less my favorite scene in this film. Ooh, that sounds really epic. And, uh, well, so based on what you just saw in the Dark Phoenix film, would you be open to watching the previous X-Men films and even maybe future X-Men films? Yeah, I actually haven't seen any of the X-Men films, so this was kind of confusing. And I probably would see, like, all of the X-Men films, because there are apparently two different timelines after the Wolverine. Yeah, it gets a little crazy, and I'm still a little confused. I sometimes have to search it up before watching a film, like, what storyline and what's happening. But yeah, it's... Um, and what about you, Ivy? Would you also be open to watching more X-Men films? Totally. I would be super open. This film didn't actually confuse me. Um, it gave like a pretty clear plot to me. I didn't know the characters as well because I didn't watch the previous X-Men films. But this one really caught my attention into watching more. And the ones that were previous to this one. Wonderful. And so, um, Will, did you like the ending? Do you think it could um, maybe pave the way for another X-Men movie? I think that probably... There would be another X-Men movie. Um, I mean, like, I, I forget which, but one of the X-Men movies, I saw a recap. It ended 
like almost the exact same way as this one, so I'm pretty sure there's gonna be another one. Awesome. And um Ivy, so there are all these really cool superpowers in this film. Is there one that you wish you could have? Um Definitely Jean Grace. <laughs> I loved her character and everything about her. When she got, like, the mutation, I guess you could call it, from the galaxy, it or the cosmic force where it entered her, um, I don't know. It just gave her more powers, as in, like, reading people's mind, being able to float and fly, um, just being super, like, incredibly strong. And those... Powers I would like, but Mesquite, Cyclops, Storm, and Nightcrawler, all their powers were super cool as well, and I wouldn't mind having any of them. Yeah, I completely agree. Just having a superpower super itself yeah. would be a dream come true. Um, but Ivy, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? The age range and star rating I would give this movie would the four out of five stars rating and i recommend it ages of eight to 18 because it's more of a teenage movie whereas i don't think you would get the plot as much if you were not just a little bit older and a four out of five stars only because i hadn't seen the previous x-men movies so i did understand the plot but i would like it a little bit more if i understood all the characters backgrounds and their superpowers previous to this movie or (laughs) x-men Wonderful. And, um, well, what about you? What would you say the star rating and age range would be? I would also give this film four out of five stars, and I would recommend it for ages 12 to 18, and adults who like Marvel would like it too. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for talking with me. It's been so much fun. Thank you for having me. Of course, and so be sure to check out Dark Phoenix in theaters today. Thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First film critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, KidsWorld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama's Best Summer Ever. I'm Sahiba. Thank you so much for listening and see you all next time. again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.